Yes, yes. Grand morning, everyone. So great to be here. I'm Chase Steele Gray, your host. Welcome to the Daily Huddle. We have a lot of fun here. We go over a lot of great topics. It's so glad. I am so glad that you're here with us today. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we are here on The Daily Huddle. Thank you so much for being here. I am Chase Steele Gray, once again, your host. Well, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her before I get into a great conversation with her. Pamela Joyce, PhD, born in Manhattan, New York, to West Indian parents. She holds multiple degrees in education, a BA in early childhood and elementary education, an MA as a reading specialist, and a PhD in urban education. Her books, School Hazard Zone, Beyond Silence, Finding a Voice, and Bleeding Innocence, and Seductive Trappings are available on Amazon. Please welcome to the Daily Huddle. Miss Pamela Joyce, PhD. Sorry, I got excited about that part. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. It's so wonderful. You know how I feel about you and uh, your powerful story. Um, the question today, how do you find your healing space after trauma, pain, and grief? <laughs> now, I, before you unlock that, I just want to say the thing about this question is that people have multiple perceptions about trauma, pain, and grief. They call it different things. They actualize it different ways and they hold on to it for different lengths of time. So this particular topic is so deep. I wish we had an hour, but we don't. <laughs> so <laughs> if you can unpack this question for us and tell us how you are, uh, how you find your healing space and mention all the things that have come out of these amazing spaces, I would really appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you. Well, first of all, it is a heavy question, but um, I managed to reduce it actually down to a personalized level because that's the only way through my trauma that I could handle it. And I found out that creating healing spaces is really a personal venture. Right. And what happened was I had to dig deep in order to get to that place. I didn't just arrive at that place. I dug deep to get to that place. And while digging deep, I had to go through a lot of baggage, historic baggage, in order to get to the place where I was actually open and ready to heal myself. And um, I guess that relates to one of the questions you asked earlier. And one of the women responded, where is, you know, happiness? It's within you. Well, also healing is within you. You have control of that, which at the point when I was experiencing trauma, pain and grief, I thought there was no healing space. Okay. Until I began to dig deep. And the other aspect of the digging deep was also to find, well, what were the um, <coughs> positive spaces left inside of you after being drained 
what were the positive spaces left inside of you in order to take up this huge venture? Like, how am I going to start healing Uh-oh. when I'm so broken, right? All right. And so, you have a question? No, your your oh. your screen froze. I thought we were in trouble. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> so um, I found that one of my strengths was writing, and it was. I thought, okay, maybe I can write like journal my feelings because there was a lot of toxicity that started to embrace me over a long period of time. And I had to break through that. And I thought, okay, I can write because that's the one thing I'm still left with that I can do with certainty. And so I started to write. And from that initial experience of writing, I started to feel a little better. It was very cathartic for me. And, And so then I wrote a book from that. And the first book was Crack Not Broken. I realized that, okay, I'm cracked, but I'm not completely broken because there are splinters of me that still exist that are really positive. They did not disappear in the trauma. And then I said, well, I feel still like I need more to express. I'm not completely healed. This is over like years now I'm talking about. (laughs) And then I wrote another book and then another and another. So then it became like, four books in my healing series, which brought me out of the depths and into the light, some people say, okay. Um, Mm. That's my answer to that question. No, excellent. I wanted to also throw something at you that I saw yesterday. And by the way, I'm just gonna say it. Pam Joyce is my auntie. She's my auntie. (laughs) She's my natural auntie, my mother's sister. I'm so proud of you. That's why I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so proud of you. And you. you know that I went through some some trauma over the last two years, and you were one of my prime people that I spoke to, and you gave me some great advice. And, um, you know, dealing with relationship things are really difficult for the soul. Wow. Especially people who love deep like we do. Yes. And I saw this quote that said, <clears throat> you cannot suffer the past or future because neither one of them exist. What you're suffering from is memory and imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Like, I, I thought that was really interesting because it's true, right? If you, if you cut your hand in the next five minutes and it's bleeding and you put something on it and, it, and you try to heal it and it goes away, next week you're not gonna go, ow, my hand right. is not even there anymore. You remember you got cut, but there's nothing there. And I started to get that over time through talking to you and different people. However, can you speak to uh, your journey? Because you said it a second ago, you said it took so long to Mm. get to that area. Like when you were walking around with just like flashbacks of your your husband and, you know, the, the shock of him passing suddenly, how did you, I don't know if I'm asking it the right way, like, what was the point where it started to fade away to where you could feel, like you said, the, the, the positive parts of yourself? Right. So that really <coughs> took years. Yeah. That's uh, what because saying. actually, it took years, but the process was occurring throughout all those years. It of was course. just that my trauma, pain, and grief was so deep, it burrowed into the core of my being. So it took long 
Like it might not take that long for other people, but it really took long for me, right? And, and what I realize is, which I try and share with um, people now and through the books and even in conversation right. is that you might not realize it now, but you're healing. And it's so, it was so incremental for me and tiny, tiny, minute baby steps for real that I didn't know it was occurring. I didn't know it was happening until one day, the second book is called My Life is Working. How did that happen? Great time. All of a sudden, I actually was living again. You know, I, I had little spurts of happiness. I could laugh again. I was enjoying life a little bit more, right? And um, I really, that's what I really want to impart to people because when it look, if you're working at it, you have to be working at it too in conjunction with this. Right. If you're working at it, then it's working. Don't think that, oh, I work so hard. It's still not work. I'm still not okay. You are healing. And hence the name of my series, uh, my collage series, which I didn't mention yet, but <laughs> the, the name of that is Heavy Heart Happiness Reimagined. Because now Love happiness that. is something else for me. You know, Love it's not what was embedded in my mind. And, and to refer to what you said, that quote that you just said, it's um, it's that happiness is over. Okay. Now we're on to a new happiness, a new being. It's right. a transformation. Right. I've been transformed. Right. I, I think <clears throat> almost got emotional second go. I know. Um in that space of newness, I don't know, this happened with me. Did you encounter people that were like, oh, you're an amazing guy. What are you doing here? Get rid of that. Take that phone away. Don't talk. What are you doing? Did you encounter people like that? Because, because <clears throat> what trauma, pain, and grief looks like from the other side is so different. You know, it's like, if I put a knife in your leg right now, but I don't, no one sees it. You put a dress or a skirt on, you're like, oh, and everyone on the outside is like, you are gorgeous. What are you up to? Oh, I can't talk right now. I'm in pain. We might think that person is crazy, but that hurt that you're feeling inside is so real. I told you it was the, the worst pain I'd ever felt from being in a relationship. It was so hard for me. And I was like, I'm strong. I'm personal development every day. I'm doing stuff. I'm in good health. I was hit. Ow, completely hit. Yes, and, I spoke to you and some of my people that I know, and they were like, you got to get past this. You're better than this. This is, this is not you. And you and I talked a lot about that. And I watched your journey. Your journey was very different than mine, but you know, you have people that are dealing with things like alcoholism. You have people dealing with loss. You have people dealing with divorce, all those little things. Now at this point that you've taken these things and put them out into books and they have life, they can move around the world. Do you feel like the stories that you let out are uh, what's the word like major parts of the cleansing because you let them out like what if you didn't write those books could you have used another method or were you thinking if if you didn't write them would you have just gone to counseling or would you have just gone to happy places to invigorate yourself like what how do you how instrumental were the book was the book part 
the book was um, exponentially um, yeah, instrumental. Yeah. yeah, that brought me to where I am today. Yeah, and then one of the things that came out of that is the, I mean, I was already a person who who wanted to give back, but I never could find like, where do I do it? How do I do it? Right. You know, that sounds funny, but it's hard <laughs> to find places to give back. It's not that easy, right. even though there's a lot not of need in the world. You, yeah. <laughs> right? And so you what happened it's was- and It's not, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was, um, I started writing the books and I started publishing the books on Amazon and then, you know, self-publishing on Amazon. And then what happened is I love um, pictures. I love pictures. And, you know, as a past former teacher, I love color and pictures and visuals because I'm a visual learner. So that's why I like to incorporate that in my writing. And so I said, well, how am I going to illustrate this? You know, I said, I don't even know any illustrators. What am I going to do? Then I said, you know, I think maybe I can do it. I, I can't draw. What am I going to do? So I found, you know, uh, something on the internet. And um, I was able to create collages that expressed my feelings and depicted what I was writing about in the books. Now, little did I know that the collages took on a life of their own. And then people were starting to like the collages because my saying for the collages now is um, the pieces become the whole or the pieces equal the whole. And so every collage has a theme, like a like one like a meaning. Right. If you put all the pieces together, it means something. So I have like a collage that is fear, a collage that is grief, you know, like that kind of thing. And um so that's what uh that's one of the things that came out of that, which became huge now because that is the thing that I am now starting to begin to um give back, like sell them and sell the collages and give them back to, and give the proceeds back to um, the homeless and the needy. Right. Do you have any of those with you? Do you have any books or collages in front of you? Oh, I love This is uh, Crack Not Broken. I love it. And, and this is the one, my life is working. How did that happen? These are the covers of the books, right? So nice. This is Unhappy Happy. Yep. I and have the last one, uh, your mission is to pause. That's the one that gets the most talk about town because everybody now, all my friends that read the book, they go, okay, remember we got to pause. Okay, remember we got to pause. <laughs> That's what right. they say all the time now. Right, because right. I, one of the insights was about the pausing. Like I had to stop. Right and regroup every time because when you were talking about the pain thing before um i thought that if i you know how the facade was you were saying so my facade was i thought pretty okay all right because i tried to keep it together because i felt like i would actually break and crumble and fall into the earth if some if my friend said how you doing if i said if they hugged me, I was going to melt, like just collapse. Guilty. Right? 
Guilty as charged. Guilty. I, I was there. You would you remember? I was there. Yes. So I couldn't I couldn't do that. I thought that I would actually die. I thought I, there was so much pain in me. I thought if I let myself go and crumble in this, with this person, they were going to have to pick me up. I was I was not going to make it. I was right. going to die right there. Right. So every ounce of that pain went into the books. Mm. Because that's that's where I could do that. I could release there. I was not able to let loose like that with anybody. I would first of all, I thought I would hurt them. I was I felt like I was so toxic. Good old hurt I was gonna give them the toxicity. Yep. What's that? I said the good old hurt people will hurt people. Yes. You know, I I feel so fortunate not to be, I mean, to be connected to you by blood. I think you and I have a very similar inner workings. That's why we speak so well and the artistic side of us where we're creating things through our pain. I mean, it's all so beautiful. I just really love it. So, you know, I want to always, you know, tell you how much I love you and appreciate you. Um, and by the way, the mission is to pause was in my bag yesterday. I took it with me when I went out. I'm just letting you know, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, being here and having a topic talking about things that are so heavy, I always think, well, what about people who don't have an artistic edge? What about people who just standing there or sitting there or laying there completely bottled up inside? After a while, they crack. Yeah. They develop a disease. They need therapy. They can't be with people anymore. And those are the people that I'm really compassionate about because when people, oh, what was that thing the guy said? I'm paraphrasing, but he said, um, sometimes you think, you don't have anybody to come to. And then you realize you are the person people come to. And I was like, yes. Whoa, I was like, whoa you're That's the person. funny. Yeah. Holy yeah. Cow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really powerful stuff. We have a couple questions and I want to get to them now because we have a good solid 10 minutes. We're going to okay. start with Carmen. 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 Good morning. <laughs> Hi, Carmen. Oh, I, I'm trying, but. I want, I'm trying to pull my camera for you to know me. Oh, okay. A Viking, I don't know why. <laughs> and I want to thank you for that topic that goes straight to my heart. Uh, with those uh, trauma that I carried since I was a little girl. And what I did since I was a, a, a so, 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 so little girl being with no mother, without no father, that I start writing and I have hundreds of letters mm. writing to God, mm. straight to God. Mm -hmm. uh, if one day I can make a book, it's gonna be a good book because I have wrote so much and my pain, I have wrote and writing, I have writing, you know? And yes. this is very good because you release so much from writing. Um, and I choose to be a happy girl. Uh, people uh, see me and I like that, uh, uh, like you be but sad but happy at the same time, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Even sometimes people see you and they don't, don't you tell them that that person is inside, inside they're not gonna believe it. Because you, you I, I did, I did on purpose and I was a girl, thank God, that I choose to pray God every day and, and go by the Bible. 
That's why I'm alive and the music, I love music. I can, I can be in any way in the day and you're gonna listen music in my house because my, the music have been my, my father, my mother, my, my comfort. Thank you so much for bringing that and everybody taking different way by the same pain. Thank you for sharing that. Amazing, 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 I love it. Thank yeah, you. can I just say one thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. In response to that, Carmen, um, the religious factor, uh, I realized after a while, the saying um, that we have, there's a famous religious saying about, I can't remember the, the exact quote, but you know, um, when I was down, when somebody says, where were you God when I was down? They said, because the footsteps were gone, right? And mm -hmm. he said, I was carrying you. There was footsteps behind you. I was carrying you, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a picture of footsteps in my house because I said to myself, only the high, a higher being mm -hmm. or God, whatever you believe in, mm -hmm. picked me up and carried me through that storm. That's the only way I got through that. Amen. Mm, yes. That's powerful. Very powerful. Um, Rashida. Good morning. Good morning, my auntie. How are you? Auntie? My auntie, right? <laughs> Clap it up. Hi, Rashida. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's amazing to know that we are here to either pick up pieces mm -hmm. or put together pieces. Right. And it's funny because in yesterday I have a conversation with Carmen and she said, oh, I would love to be like you. You're so tough. You're so... I is not tough. It's what life have entailed and give me and how I cope with it. And I can tell you, coping with situation in life, in every given time is how you receive it. Mm -hmm. Are you going to fight it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to really confront it or make it just tumble you down? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You either stand up and face the fight or learn to fight before the fight. <laughs> and this is one of the things that I, little girl, they always tell me I was the tomboy of the town, but it was worth being the tomboy until today, I'm still the tomboy because in life have a way to give you stuff. Uh, you have to confront stuff in life. Right. And trust me, my dear brother Chase, I know, I know what is pain, but every one of us deal with pain accordingly. Right. Is you, you face it, you go to bed, you leave it on your pillow, or you wake up with it, or you, you flush it, any way you want to do it in life. Right. We are here to help each other and to understand each other's pain because in each one of us have pain and we deal with it a different way in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night. Anyway, we have to know when we're going to crack and when we're going to put our pieces together. Right. Thank you so much, Auntie. I, I love the conversation. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great. I love it. Sorrel. Sorrel, are you there, my brother? 
Good morning, Dr. Joyce. Good morning. I'm so delighted you're here. I didn't think I could get on. My appointment's a little bit late, and here I am. And Wait. I'd love to know, you know, people like me, like you, like Chase and others go through life and something hits us and it causes the kind of trauma that you're talking about. Uh, if it's not too private and you're willing to share, I'd love to know what actually got you to that point. What happened? What did life throw at you? I'll try and say it really briefly because it's still like when I speak it, it's emotional for me. But in a nutshell, my <laughs> husband, who I, who I knew for 33 years, was married most of those years to him, um, was an alcoholic. Now, I used to say became an alcoholic, but mm. he actually was an alcoholic, but I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't know he was, you know, how alcoholics can control that for a very long time. So when it got out of control and when I realized something was wrong, drastically wrong with my soulmate, okay, I then had to deal with that. And for 10 years, within that 33 year span, uh, for 10 years, I tried to work with him, like, get it together. You got to get it together. Our love was extremely deep. So I never thought that he wouldn't be able to correct this problem. I figured he's going to do this for himself. Then he's also going to do this for our, our relationship. Okay. And then after 10 years, I had to come to the realization that he could not do it. It, it wasn't, it was out of his control and he didn't have what he needed to do that to, to stop drinking. Right. And so um, I left to save myself because at that point, after 10 years, I actually thought I was gonna die, literally, not figuratively. And um, so I, I left and the following eight years, I had to observe him going, getting worse and worse, going downhill. And um, eventually he, he passed last year. And even though I, the doctors had said that might happen if he keeps on drinking everything, I, I was so in denial. I was like, but there's no way he's gonna leave. Like he was already not with me, but I figured he wasn't physically going to leave the earth and leave me here, right? And um, that was my realization then. So actually my healing process was over 18 years. 10 years, the last 10 years with him and the eight years when I wasn't with him and had to receive information about him, like really going downhill, going into programs, <laughs> in and out of programs and stuff like that. And it still didn't work. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I really got it. I got it. And I want to acknowledge you for loving as deeply as you do. Through every word you've uttered this morning, the only thing I've heard was your love. Mm, good. <laughs> Thank you so much for loving the way you do. Thank you for sharing your love through your books and your collages. Uh, Chase, I'm dreaming of a collage party. Listen, when you see these <laughs> collages, you, I'm telling you guys, it's so beautiful what she's done. It's, it's really nice. So the contact information is there and, and 
please, you guys, get collages and books. They're so nice. Really, really soothing. Um, we got one more. We got a couple more moments. Celero, what you got? Good morning. This is Cece. All right. Thank you so much for sharing and for being so generous with us. Um, I too was, uh, uh, ex I experienced uh, trauma through our alcoholic father. Mm. And um, by the grace of God, I learned and I became equipped to deal with the addictions. And so God has blessed me to be, be able to carry a message to those who are dealing with addicts and all kinds of addictions. So um, God turned that tragedy, trauma, into a treasure. And that's what I see you have done, turned the trauma and brought it up into a treasure. So thank you so much for sharing. And I'm passing. You're welcome. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you. That's my auntie. <laughs> oh, so emotional. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Anyhow, um, if you'd like to say anything before we close out, we're about to do our closing out and I'll leave the last word to you. Okay. Um, I did want to say that the Instagram information, that is the new, I just set it up. I'm setting it up, okay. you know, for the collage event that I'm going to be having. So it's a new Instagram account and <laughs> I'm a little rusty on that. So I'm working on that, but no something is up there ready, but yeah. more is to come. The other thing I wanted to say is in response to the last two people that there, I was thinking when they were talking that the thing that I also would think about after the fact, when I was in the um, space, like happiness reimagined space, the thing that I thought about was there's an end date to everything. And so that's what kept me going a lot of times that everything changes. As we know, there's that, there's a saying about everything changes every day every moment things are changing and so when i kept that in mind that helped me because the tragic place that 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 i was at in the beginning i'm light years away from that now everything changes and so that is something that i held on to and that also one of one of the other insights is that how i'm i'm I think I'm better at discerning um, what to what to attract to myself now. So I want happiness and, and I strive for that. And I want to be able to give back in um in in a most profound way that that I know, in the most profound way that I know, right? Which I have found that way. So um my thing is. I can orchestrate the future of my life, the present and the future. I can do that. I uh, And it can be built around happiness and happy experiences and productive experiences because I'm in charge of that and I can or orchestrate that. You did not lie just now. You only told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gents, it has been a fine pleasure to have someone that I love so much that I've known, oh, I should say, she's known me since I've been born. <laughs> and um, this is Chase Steele Gray once again. It has been an honor. My heart is full having my aunt here. And 
Have a spectacular day. Go out intentionally and create the day that you want to have. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time, 